What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year. How we doing tonight, fellas? Amazing. Doing real good. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. How's everyone's week? Can't complain, man. No? Justin? That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. pretty good. Able to see any more of those camels around you? No, I haven't seen the camels this week at all. Mm. No, uh, no camels on hump day. No, I think it's like they're out, um, like normally, I guess when the herders have them out there, like I'm actually at work, that time they were out is just, uh, we had evening PT or something like that. So that's why I was able to see them that day. Got it, got it. Cool, cool. I'm glad everyone uh, finished the week strong, closed out strong. How was your week, Cedric? Uh, I mean, can't leave you out of this. Pretty much status quo, you know, nothing really changed, worked from home. No family yeah, my, members over for the weekend or anything? Oh, yeah. My mother-in-law's in town coming to okay. hang out. So, okay. yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do some fun things. Actually, I just want to stay home and not do anything. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, fellas, hey, I wanted to go over a little bit of the metrics and analytics off of the three episodes that we had originally uh, recorded and, and released so we are at about 240 plays and we are actually broadcasting and airing in a couple different countries outside of the United States. So we got uh, Australia, India, Japan, uh, the United Kingdom. There's another country I, I don't quite remember, uh, but I think that's pretty good because we have that that broad reach. And I think that's kind of what we're uh, aspiring for and trying to attain as far as the goal is concerned. But uh, I, like I said, I think that's, I think that's pretty good for a couple of no name guys. Who's just now getting into the, the podcasting realm and everything like that. Just some average Joes, some average Joes. But uh, with that being said, I think that we want to thank all of our listeners. We cannot do this without you guys. We really appreciate your support and the way that you guys are tuning in every Tuesday to listen to us speak our truth when we release new content. But, you know, as we're trying to grow the podcast, we cannot do this without you guys. We are preferring to do the the word of mouth advertising. So if you guys could let your friends, family, colleagues, wife, husband, side chick, if you have one, sugar daddy, if you have one, let everybody know to, to go ahead and, and follow and like Men of the Year Pod. Please go ahead and follow, like, rate, review, subscribe, the whole nine. We need you guys to do that. Go check out our Facebook and Instagram, and we're on all major podcast platforms. But, uh, fellas, I think we might have ourselves a good topic, a good episode this this evening. Uh, we actually have a question from one of our listeners. 
young lady. Her name is Missy. And by looking at the question first glance, it's looking like she's seeking to understand men and regarding love and relationships. So uh, let me go ahead and read this question. The question is, when a man loves me one way, that's not conducive to me, but I specifically tell him the best way how he can love me. Why does he try only for a little bit, but reverts back to his old ways? So basically, if I'm going to paraphrase this, why can't a man sustain or maintain the way how he's supposed to love her? And uh, I think uh, what it boils down to is that their love languages are misaligned. So would any of you guys care to explain what love languages are and I mean, I can if you want. So my understanding of the love languages is basically how you receive and give love. So ideally, because I went through a situation before where I felt like I was giving love and um, the person didn't understand it. And it was weird because I was actually on a, uh, a dating website. And this chick was like, hey, have you ever read this book? And I was like, no. So I actually read the book and uh, I took the test and stuff like that. And it was actually pretty uh, cool because like you can feel like you love someone really well and like you're doing everything to show that you love them, but they don't perceive it as you love them. So um, I always encourage people now to actually go out and take the quiz and find out what their love language is because uh, me personally, like I was always buying that person stuff, making sure they had stuff that they needed, but that wasn't their love language. So mm-hmm. they didn't feel like I actually loved them and me and vice versa. I was like, man, I'm doing all this stuff to take care of you, make sure you square it away and stuff like that. You feel like I don't love you. So basically it's just how you give and receive love as uh, my interpretation of it. I think that's pretty fair and very accurate. Yeah, it's definitely how you express your love or express how you give and, and receive love and basically showing your commitment to the other the other partner and whatnot. Uh, there are different types of love languages, and there's about five of them. Man, those five. <laughs> yeah, I got them down if you need them. <laughs> I yeah, might need to because yeah. I only need <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's five. Yeah, there's five. And End I don't of podcast. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what those ones are. Yeah, go ahead and sound off on them. Okay, so uh, the love languages are going to be a word of affection or words of affection, uh, receive, uh, receiving gifts, active service, physical touch, and quality time. Okay, okay, so, huh, hmm, okay. All right, well, let me go ahead and ask you guys this then. What are your, uh, what's your primary love language or what's your secondary love language? What's your top two love languages, basically? For me, uh, physical touch, you know, non-verbals. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, non-primary would be quality time. But for me, um, it, it's so important that you're you're spending that uh, quality time with someone, even if it's if you're not, you know, if you're not living with them, seeing them every day, at least you know, an hour, hour and a half that you're. You know, you're spending that time with them. Otherwise, that relationship or whatever, I feel as though it's going to start to deteriorate over time because you don't know if you're having that, that commitment with them. It's it's hard to say, you know, where it'll be over time. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, for me, uh, my number one currently, because I actually just took it uh, before we did this. So my number one currently off of one of those chintzy little websites is quality time, which... 
makes sense. Um, with quality time, it's it's more so about their undivided attention, uh, enjoying time with them, not having distractions by like a phone or uh, like postponing different activities, different things like that. So it's more so just the the connection of, of two people. Um, so on the receiving end, mine would be quality time. I know my, my secondary on this is physical touch. Um, but as far as like my language of how I express myself, I know for a fact is um, mainly acts of service, which is going out and doing things for someone um, kind of like letting them kick up their feet. I'll take care of the dishes. I'll cook dinner, that sort of thing. Um, and then my second one would have been quality time as well. Uh, and I think, for a lot of us, we'll have some overlap on some of that, kind of like what you were alluding to before, Cedric um, and Justin. When when you have multiple love languages for giving and receiving, and so does the other person, if you're not able to find that alignment between the two of you, I think that's where it falls off the most. Got it. Okay. What about you, Justin? Your okay, love so mine's actually pretty like? good. What's up? Go ahead. I no, I, I, no, I was just saying, what's your, lo- what's your two love languages looking like? Okay. So uh, when I first actually took the test, and this was like years ago, it was more uh, physical touch and quality time. But obviously, we've grown and matured a little bit. So uh, I actually retook it today because I think that was one of our suggestions that we made. So how mine is now, uh, and it's actually interesting because like, I think I understand why it is this way now, just like after uh, just getting to know myself and understanding a lot more things about my uh, childhood. So right now, I have 30% uh, words of affirmation, and then it drops to 27%. And I actually got it tied in both categories of physical touch and quality time. Okay. So um, I guess we can get into later why I think it's that way. Um, But also, like, for me personally, how I give love is uh, by giving gifts and then acts of service. Mm Okay. Okay. Oh, that's what's up, man. It sounds like you have a different plethora of love languages that you can express uh, with with your partners and and everything that's concerned in that. I think for me, and I took my test a while back, and yeah, my test was, my test was pretty heavy on the physical touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sheesh, man. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Um, it's all about the connection and the intimacy and the uh, attention and affection um i don't mind like the public displays of affection and everything um i love holding hands i love long hugs and and, and the kissing and all of that you know the cuddling uh the sex is always nice too but i know that that's great <laughs> let's just go ahead and address the, the the elephant in the room um that's always nice to to be a part of so i do like you know <clears throat> someone's uh soft touch on me and and vice versa my i will probably say the secondary love language that ranks with me will be quality time i like to really zone in and focus on my partner and make sure i'm giving her all of my undivided attention i think that's extremely important i just in particular just like to have someone's presence and, and positive energy around me so that i could feed off of because that's what really gets me going um, and it's just being in the same room with with my partner, you know, um, like I said, just the presence of them, their 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 vibes that they can that, you know, I, I'm going to f- end up feeding off of. I, I need that. That's how I flourish. And that's how I give 
you know, my love to my partner. Um, for my wife in, in particular, uh, I, I feel like hers would be uh, acts of service along with positive words of affirmation. Uh, I feel that she is at ease when I, I call her, you know, the the, the cute names of the beautifuls and, and the gorgeous of the world and things like that. And just doing small things around our house. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I would probably say um, those are my top two love languages that are associated with me. Yeah. I was going to say something that, that I found interesting with a couple of us is that our top love languages for like what we want, we're the opposite end of what we do. So like Justin, for yours, you were, you were high in words of affirmation and equally high in quality time, physical touch, and then your acts of service and you're receiving gifts were low, but those are the way you express it. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of entertaining uh, in a way, just cause I mean, it's, it's almost the same for me. Um, cause acts of services is, is what I usually do for, how I express myself to another person. So Dempsey, Cedric, do you guys, do you guys feel that like your low, your low entries are, are kind of what you guys do for your love language to a significant other um, without, without even taking into consideration your, your significant others uh, actual like language itself. I know that for like gifts that would probably be a lot higher up for my for my significant other as well as acts of services that would probably be higher up as well you know given on you know past uh you know significant others i i I feel like probably all five of them would be higher up you know just given my my thing about these is that you need all five of those if you if one of them is missing then you know, the whole thing just just falls apart. Might be out of whack. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm the same. I know that there's some that I'm definitely higher in and as, you know, opposed to some of the others. Uh, like like I was saying earlier, like my wife, she, she flourishes off of me doing nice things for her, whether they're huge or small, um, along with those reaffirming words that, that let her know that, you know, I am always thinking of her and I think of her in such a high regard. Would I like to increase, you know, my I guess my presence with some of those other love languages? Of course. But that's one thing that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very aware of and I'm trying to work on, which, of course, is going to lead me to the next question that I'm going to ask you guys. So actually, Chris, are, are you uh, did you get the, the answer to your question? Yeah. I had a follow up, but we can do that. No, no, no. Go, oh. no, no, oh. no, come on. Yeah, go. Um, so <laughs> yes, obviously, sir. all four of us are dudes, barring any secrets, you know. I hope so. Um, right? <laughs> <laughs> Captain but, Winky. <laughs> um, but I mean, with with all of us, we have that physical touch, quality time as like our top things. Do you think that's a common trait for men that those are our top items? Oh yeah. You know, I mean, physical touch. I mean, physical. You guys touch. don't have to go into because I think we all kind of understand that one as guys. Um, you know, we 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 think with a different different, different anatomy. Yeah, the different head. Yeah, what I think that's a younger time? thing, though, for real, because that's how I was. You know. Um, yeah, I think for the physical touch, 
you know, I, I don't think that men would just come out. They would come straight out and say that that would be our their first um, quality trait right there. No, I think so, man. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe if the guys don't want to well, like come off creepy and stuff, but I'm pretty sure well, almost every dude, especially especially. Cause what we're well, the oldest oldest of us are what 37 38 something like that 35 well, <laughs> let, let me rephrase actually <laughs> let me let me let me rephrase actually that a, a lot of them don't like you know the whole holding hands cuddling i feel maybe maybe it's just me that there's maybe more of a, a stigma about that maybe it's it's a certain generation um and maybe it's just because of uh you know this this younger generation. You know, with with cell phones, uh, technology. Um, do you got maybe? Do you guys feel that because of that? I mean, so my biggest thing is like, you go into any bar, any restaurant, anything where either a guy is on a date with someone, mm-hmm. or trying to find someone. Their 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 go to move is always that that simple touch of the elbow, the shoulder, the the flat of the back, you know, something where they make their presence known through touch. Like that's that's what I'm seeing more often. Um, be and careful again, with like that, what Justin was saying, it's mm-hmm. the, it's like the younger people that that tend to do that. It's not like they're watching Hitch a little bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> how you but were like, describing it. I mean, to Dempsey's point, though, like it does make sense that, you know, sometimes it's kind of like they might not be all that mushy gushy about like holding hands in public and stuff. But I mean, to be honest, I still think that there's still that physical touch. It might not be like the overt like, oh, let me, you know, just completely climb on top of you, hold you and and all that stuff. But yeah. I mean, for me, man, like, you know how I was, bro. I love cuddling because I used to tell people, I was like, I don't understand why y'all don't want to cuddle. Like, cuddling ain't going to lead to, yeah. you know, the home run. Like, I'm like, I used to tell people that. I said, man, fuck y'all. Y'all can make fun of me for liking cuddling, but I guarantee you I'm uh, hitting the ball farther than you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you're right on crazy. Because, I mean, just kind of going off of what you guys are saying, like, the physical touch is, is huge with us. I mean, that's how we connect. We are visual creatures. And when we see something that we like, you know, it's like a shiny little thing. We just got to touch it. And hopefully not in a creepy <laughs> way. But, you know, we, w- we want to make sure we touch them in a, in a more inviting way. It's just, it's just weird. We don't want to yeah. grab them by the... Uh, yeah, we don't, yeah, we yeah. don't want to do that. But, I mean, just... You know, it's kind of just the opposite of love, which is lust. And I mean, in order to to get to that home run, I mean, we have to, you know, physical touch is going to be one of the the top languages that we can. Yeah, that's the only way that we're going to be able to communicate at that time. And okay, so do you think kind of like what Justin was saying, then do you think that as we progress and develop uh, with our maturity, both emotional and just uh, age and everything, do you think that like we can start stepping out of that. Like once we start getting further into a committed relationship to where we can start touching on those other areas, or do you think that like physical touch is always going to be high on a guy's list, no matter what? I think once you feel safe in a mm-hmm. relationship, you might be more open-minded to kind of explore a little bit more. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sorry for that sidetrack there. No, no, you're good. I thought those were good questions. And uh, uh, especially as as we grow and we progress in our lives, 
I thought that was a question that needed to be asked. But I, I have a question. Um, so when you find out that your significant other is not compatible with your love language, is it possible to still make everything in that relationship work? I think, uh, like, this is just me speaking from past experience and just being a man and stuff. I think if my significant other came to me and said, hey, this is my love language because blah, blah, blah. Like, because I've been in a situation like that where um, at the time I just didn't understand it, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. But like right now where I'm at, I understand. So if you tell me, hey, this is my love language, uh, like I know mine is words of affirmation, but I suck at it on the opposite end. So it's something <laughs> mm, that I okay. need to get better at because the person that I was with, um, she, I asked her to read the book. She didn't read the book. So that's her fault. Well, I don't want to say that. <laughs> no. Never mind. Like, we'll she didn't read out. the book, whatever. So um, she couldn't communicate, communicate that with me because she didn't know about it. But now that I understand it, though, um, if you really love that person, I think you're going to go out of your way to at least try to do that and to keep going because when you love someone, you want to try to make them happy. So um, if you tell that person your love language and stuff like that, they just choose not to do it. They ain't really trying to be there in my opinion, because I mean, obviously Cedric, you know, it takes two to work uh, for a marriage to work. So like it's give and take, you can't always be taken from them, you know, and she got to give, he got to get and stuff like that. So like, if I'm not being, considerate of your feelings and how you how you receive love then to me personally i feel like you don't really want to be there and that person just kind of uh holding the spot till you find somebody else yeah i think that's kind of what missy is going through maybe not maybe if she's in a in a current relationship right now or maybe it's sounding like some of her past relationships have been like that uh but but dempsey what do you think man i think like for especially with gifts it doesn't have to be about spending money. It could be things that you do, like going out of your way, like getting them like a card. It could be something, you know, personal, like, but my thing with like quality time though, you have to be very careful about, um, like I said, um, spending little amounts of time. Like if you're spending like all day with them every single day, to me, that's uh, a recipe for a disaster right there because obviously you, you're, you're not going to be able to know everything about them in one lifetime. But um, just from personal experience, like I, there was one person that I, you know, pretty much spent every single day with them. And obviously, you know, you want to have some alone time from them. But if you're if if you're spending too much time with them like eventually you're going to i feel as though you're going to get burnt out from that person mm-hmm. so yeah like i said if it, at least personally for me if you're doing like maybe you know like i said half hour you know to an hour like every other day that's it's fitness <laughs> yeah yeah which you know that that sounds terrible <laughs> but um that's that's how i look at it at least okay i think if you don't mind like so if you think about if you live with that person, I don't think, um, you know, I think there's a difference in how you define, uh, define quality time, I guess. Maybe me personally, I would say, like, you know, maybe watching one of her movies that she likes, you know, and that's like, you know, hour, two hour. Uh, I think that's kind of like quality time and stuff like that. Uh, 
I don't think you necessarily have to uh, just being around them counts as quality time. I think quality time is like actually doing something that that person might enjoy or you guys enjoy doing together. That's to me puts the part of quality time, you know, versus just spending time with somebody. Yeah. And with, with quality time too, a lot of it pertains to like the focus and, and the drive of the activity. So Mm -hmm. depending on like, if it's something where like you're going to a park, that is quality time because it's you and them. You're walking. You're you're doing something together. Uh, movie obviously can can work because you're together. I mean, obviously your attention isn't necessarily going to be on each other, um, but uh, it is just. I don't know. It, it kind of depends, like with the whole like getting used to somebody else's thing. Now, if if someone tries to spring it on you real quick, like early in the relationship type stuff. Yeah, might get a little weary, right? Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think if they're not giving that effort, then that, like Justin was saying, that speaks volumes um, as to how far and committed they are for a relationship. Now, it could be like what Justin was saying, they're just, they're just not well-versed in it. Uh, and if they're making attempts to get better at it, I think that shows a complete different thing. Uh, but what you were saying Missy was going through was was a complete lack of it, right? So it would it would mm-hmm. happen and then it just completely stop. She would uh tell them or tell him rather, hey, this is what's going on. This is the best way that you can you can love me. And that that guy would end up doing it, but he can't quote unquote can't keep, keep it, it up. up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Can't keep it up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now I mean they it gotta could just be... for that. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta feel for that. <laughs> I was going to say, it could just be something that, that is actually just not compatible with that person. Now, mm-hmm. um, there are probably times where, like for me, like I don't, I don't know if I could ever be the person who shows affection by doing the material things because I, I prefer to have like a more simplistic life, uh, like less material things. Um, I forgot what it's called, but like where you literally like just downsize like what you have. Like I, I don't like to have a lot of things that way I can always move around and stuff. So I don't know if I could actually show that as, as one of my affections towards somebody else. Obviously if I cared about them enough, yes, but I would also have to find like true meaning in what it is I'm gifting to them. Yeah. That's what uh, Dempsey was saying. It don't necessarily have to be a big gift. It could be a card or like, Say if Cedric goes to the store, you know, his wife likes uh the four locos, you know, he could just grab her <laughs> grab you know, grab her a four loco, but like, hey, I was thinking of you. So it's not necessary. Yeah. I don't want people to think like you have to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. It's just like little small things. I mean, even like a little four dollar rose at the store, you know, just to say something I was thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's I think you know, that's something to really uh look yeah. into and pay attention to. I don't think uh you have to go extravagant with your gifts and stuff. Uh, yeah, buying them cars, houses, jewelry. You know? Nah, yeah. and a, a simple <laughs> gift of just you know giving some penis. You know that's always <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. after a long hard. Let me day. give you my physical yeah, touch. You know, it's yeah. an act of service. You're gonna receive this gift. You're gonna say some words of affirmation, and we're gonna have some quality time afterwards. You exactly, know? all five at once. You know what? Just for you, Cedric. Just trying to, just, hey, I'm trying to put everybody <laughs> on some game. Like that's one of the greatest gifts that I'll be able to give. I have no problem handing that out. <laughs> I promise I'm not trying to laugh at you. Said. <laughs> no, I think um, I think all of you guys are are totally accurate and correct on this. Um, I think for me, 
you know, if when it's uh, if it's possible to make it work, I think just at first, like all parties will probably have a little bit of resistance. And, you know, of course, that resistance could cause a lot of issues. But you really just have to understand what makes that person go. You know, what makes that person tick and what frustrates them? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Chris, what, you know, what frustrates them if you can't strengthen the bond between the two of you, you know, um, mm-hmm. but like Justin was saying, you really have to be willing to compromise, you know, give a little, receive a little, you know, you have to communicate and you most certainly have to adapt. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle to do. So, you know, if your man's love language is such and such you have to adjust for the sake of the relationship if you want it to ultimately work mm-hmm. yeah so, like if you're not willing like if you're the worst if your worst trait is quality time quality time excuse me and you're not willing to sacrifice um you know said quality time but you're not willing to spend that quality time to help the relationship mm-hmm. then yes it's gonna you know that ship's gonna sail yeah, so. because I feel like she is, I mean, it doesn't get any any more simpler than what she's telling him. Like, hey, this is the best way that you can love me. Can you just try to do it that way? I don't think that she's nagging or anything like that, too. I think she really wants the most out of her partner. And mm-hmm. it's like, unfortunately, she cannot pull that out of him because he is not being any, what, er, any way flexible in in you know, helping her out. So I think that's where she's extremely frustrated. And when, you know what? I, I can't blame her on that too. No, you know? definitely can't. Um, now, if it, if it, if it starts being like more of like a common occurrence kind of thing mm-hmm. and no offense to Missy, obviously I don't know you, so I can't really make that kind of judgment, but it Chris might be something where, <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> got me off track. So it, it might be something where like you even want to start evaluating yourself and make sure that like what it is you're saying and doing is actually what your love language is. Right. So, cause I mean, we've, we've all been there where we think it's one thing and then we take this test and we start realizing, Oh, well, because of how my life has been this and that it's changed a little bit, you know, cause we're, we're not creatures of, I mean, we are creatures of habit, but we, we evolve. We transcend. Right. 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 um, That's where, that's where like, if you're seeing the efforts made, I think that's a good thing. But if you're, if you're seeing that pattern of like, they're not doing it, maybe it's, it's the way you're, you're approaching it with how you're, you're saying, Hey, this is what I want, or this is what I need. Um, Or maybe it's just that the, the type that you're attracted to, unfortunately might not have some of those characteristics and you're just going to keep failing uh, until you find the right one. So, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult situation for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You, you raise a good point there. Um, yeah. If it's just not working out, then it's just not working out. So <laughs> it's like, Hey, what else can you do about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, you gotta, def- like you said, definitely make sure you're explaining to that person. And also, Make sure you date somebody that can comprehend stuff. Because some people, bro, you can, you know, Man, yeah. you can lead a horse to the uh, water, but you can't make, make them drink. drink so yeah, it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think they got to be mentally um, able to understand you and stuff like that, too. And then also, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of us don't actually really know what it takes to actually be in a relationship. We think we know. But um, in order for something to really work, I mean, you both got to work at it. It's not... 
how like how people make it seem like on TV, you know, people just fall in love and everything magically falls in place. Um, I was talking to a gentleman and uh, he was telling me about him and his wife. You know, it took six years to kind of get on the same page, you mm -hmm. know, just with finances, just things that he expect and things that she expect and stuff like that. So you got I think you also got to be with somebody that's patient and uh, somebody that's uh, able to communicate, too. So. I'm not sure if that's something that Misty's been looking into and stuff like that, because at the same time, how I give the message may not be how the message is being received. So sometimes you might mm -hmm. have to find another way of communicating with that person. I mean, if you got to start drawing pictures, you might want to get out. <laughs> Here's um, a little pop-up book for you so, so that you can yeah. understand this. Yeah. But I just know for me, from my perspective, uh, uh, the person that I was with at the time, like, I actually did care about that person. And towards the end, like, I actually was, like, getting my shit together and stuff like that. But it was kind of too late. Um, mm. But I think if she would have read the book and kind of, like, communicated uh, what she needed and stuff like that, it would have helped out a lot more. So, because I was at that point where I was like, man, I really don't want to lose this person and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I still, like, didn't know how to fix it. I just knew, like, she didn't want me always being an asshole so I was like, okay, let me try being nicer or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Is that uh, is that one of your biggest regrets when it comes to your love life is not uh, being able to, I guess, get on the same page a lot sooner? Because, I mean, you have learned a lot, but it's, you know, with what you're telling us that this person was a really great person for you. She understood you, but at the at one point it was just a little too late for you to get on the on the same boat with her. I don't re um I don't regret it or anything like that because I learned from it and like uh they always say like you have like I guess like multiple soulmates like one to teach you love and all this other stuff. So like uh I'm very thankful for the relationship. I mean I'm kinda glad it's over because I think we were still bad for each other mm. overall. Oh. I don't think we were what, what each other uh needed or wanted in it i think maybe wanted but not needed mm -hmm. so um i learned a lot from it and i think she learned a lot from it too like not to take shit from people and i also learned mm -hmm. how to be uh more nurturing from it so i think we both took something away from that relationship that's a good thing then that's a you great know, thing it, <laughs> yeah no it it's definitely a great out. thing like that's what i'm saying like i don't re like i think i regret like um how i treated her how i treated her and made her feel but I don't regret the relationship because I, I learned a lot from it and it's helped me uh, progress on my journey. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's good to like, if, if it could be amicable, even if, even if the end itself wasn't amicable, like if you can get to that point afterwards, because I mean, was. If, you, if you, if you're both growing and learning from it, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the basis of, of being able to actually live. So in a way, like that is a, a way for you guys to actually show each other love, you know? Um, yeah. Like, I wish her nothing but happiness, but even when we broke up, she was just, like, real cool about it. She was like, I'm just not the girl for you. Mm -hmm. Like, she, like it wasn't, like, no, like, shade or anything like that. She was just like, no I'm just slashing. not the girl for you. Man, I wish I had breakups like that, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just kept beating up on my vehicle. <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then when, when we're looking at, at relationships, and, and we could even use Missy, obviously, as an example, at what point within the relation relationship do you think that the two should should start working on this and like taking the test together? Do you think it's smart to take it together to be able to explain it to each other? And and what at what point do you think that it's of value? Because obviously you don't want to be like, hey, guess what? 
we just had our second date. Let's go take this test. Like, where, where do you guys kind of see it all falling together? I think – oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. So, <laughs> so I think uh, – yeah, that's uh, – because everyone is different, right? You know? Yeah, that's how I was going to hint on it because I was like, well, Cedric's married. I was like, for us, like, we're still out here in a dating game. So, mm-hmm. me personally, like, um, because I'm working on being more – communicated um i can like i can bring that up uh the first second or third date yeah it's just how you talk about it to be honest with Mm -hmm. you because as we get older i think we kind of remove the taboos about certain subjects you can't bring up on a date it's just it's just how the conversation uh flows and how it feels you know Mm -hmm. like i've talked to chicks on the first date about if they wanted kids or not because as you get older i noticed that you spend uh, time is more super it's less superficial like like uh a lot of people like feel like oh i don't care if i sleep with someone on the first date because uh they're like man i'm trying to see what this person's doing blah 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 mm-hmm. if it's worth it or not and where when we're younger you're like oh i'm gonna make him wait or i'm gonna make her wait blah 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 i think once you get older you're more confident in yourself and like hey if you feel in that person you feel in the vibe then you go with it so uh i think for me personally if i'm feeling that person um within the first i I say uh one to three dates i kind of want to get to know that person more because that's the whole point of a date right right Mm -hmm. and then also like for like i want to know what your goals are and stuff like that too because i don't want to spend the next three months and we not even we can't even get on the same page so i think you just got to take away that taboo of like oh you can't talk about this on on this date or this date you just got to go with the flow Mm-hmm. Not yeah. to mention, oh, go ahead, Sid. Oh, no, I was also, I was going to say that there really isn't a template out there that you can follow. Um, right. A lot of people, depending on their communication skills, in which I think that's probably one of the biggest things that hinder a lot of people when they are about to get, you know, go into, you know, dating and relationships is that they do not know how to communicate with one another. That is probably one of the biggest Achilles heels with you know, when it comes to, to dating and, and relationships in general. So I think um, just being able to, you know, after you kind of figure out and find out what makes that person, like I said earlier, make that person tick, you have to be able to be comfortable enough to have certain conversations to to figure out if this is something that you want to move forward with with this person, you know, so you know, whether it's the first date or the fifth date or the 20th date, whatever works for you guys. I mean, I would hope that it wouldn't take that long because time is of the essence when we are in our thirties and approaching our forties. And, you know, uh, a lot of people are becoming more and more unavailable. I think we all have to be able to, to recognize that and discern that, you know, immediately or as soon as possible. Your turn, Dave. Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, that you know, women, you know, they have that um that shorter, you know, time window more so than than guys do. You know, guys, mm. you know, we we're a little more Are you talking about family life, kids talk about the biological yeah. clock. <laughs> yeah, about yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think uh as as we get older, I think we should be able to to communicate those type of things like, hey, I don't want to get married, or hey, I want to have kids by a certain amount of time or by a certain age. Those are the things that we have to, those are the conversations that we have to be extremely mature enough to have with, with people. And I think a lot of small talk and and start going for the meat and potatoes right away. Oh, absolutely. We have to get into the thick of it. 
We have to. Because like I said, time is of the essence. We all don't have a lot of time. And, you know, the, the pool of dating, it keeps shrinking and it keeps evaporating. So you, you better get hip on times. You know, I, I, I joke with you guys all the time. Like, man, I'm, I'm happy to be out the game. but like, Don't come on here. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-uh. I, I'm not trying to jump in that pool. Nope. You'd be sitting there I'm, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I end up jumping in that pool. I hit rock bottom because all the water is gone. Like, yeah. So... <laughs> But, uh, it's like hungry, hungry hippos out yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, but uh, what do you think, Chris, about that um, uh, question that you asked us? <laughs> to be honest, I mean, there's, like you guys were saying, like there is no no set answer. It's all about how you feel and how the other person feels about it, right? So if, if you're gauging like how conversation's going and you're gauging how interactive you two are, like it's a good thing to bring it up. But like if it's straight out of the gate, like – you don't want to be scaring somebody off, you know, be like, Hey, what's your love language? Oh, you don't know. Let's take this test. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's all in moderation and how you do things. So like you were saying though, like you got to cut out that small talk. You got to go for the, the answers and responses that you want. Yeah. And not necessarily is it not important to know the love language, but it's not time sensitive as much. I think because you have more time to work on, building that up and getting used to the person. Cause I think like you were saying over time, it just comes natural. Yeah. Right? Cause you, you and you and your significant other have been together. 11 years. No, 11? at least a decade. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was saying too. I was like, no, I don't want to make them that old. Um, so then I get that so, number wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Don't get that. Well, this would be our yeah, seventh well, wedding yeah. anniversary. So, oh, <laughs> May, so. Um, I know that one. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And her uh, birthday, that's all. Over, over that amount of time, like you've experienced the ups and downs, you've experienced the growth and maturity between the two of you to where you know almost instinctively like what her language is and what your language is and how you guys kind of play those roles. Right. Um, so to me, it's not it's not necessarily that it's not important to get out of the way at the beginning. It's not important to try to perfect because you have a whole lifetime. and And part of part of what makes relationships beautiful is also what makes it chaotic. And that's that it is chaotic. Like there there's the ups, there's the downs, there's differences. Yeah. And, and what comes out of working through something together, I think is what makes it more magical and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can't really say it that much. I mean, that's, that's how I'm <laughs> hoping it is. Um, longest relationship I've ever been in was three years. So um, okay. can't really, can't really say. Well, no, hey, it, it sounds good to me, man. Because before mine, I've never really lasted over a year. So, <laughs> but, hey, but, but talk your shit, Chris, man. So I, I appreciate the the gems that you're dropping as well as you, Justin and, and Dempsey. So, um, no, that's uh, that's real. That's real. Uh, let me ask you guys this: um, What advice would you guys give to Missy right now with her her troubles? I guess. Or maybe not troubles, but her uh, burning question that she wanted to ask when seeking to understand the man. Well, if this one didn't, I mean, this relationship did not uh, last, I would say, you know, try stepping out of her comfort zone, you know, because I mean, obviously, you know, if this, um, what these, you know, five levels are, you know, whatever you want to call them. Love languages. Yeah, love languages um yeah i mean you know she has nothing you know to lose or if this did 
that's you know really it, that's what it seems like at least you know with how yeah. things are going with the with the guy she has right now i'd say kind of like what what most people say in jest but also at the same time real you know shoot your shot if 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 this guy is not responding um in a manner that you feel is necessary and you feel that you've done everything necessary. You've gone back over, figured out maybe, you know, your love language is that and you've affirmed it. Um, just keep going, try and find the right one. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge guessing game when you think about it with how many people there are in this world, you know, seven um, Billy, seven Billy. Uh, yeah. Plenty of fish in the sea, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, don't don't uh, don't feel that you have to stop mm. at the first one that shows affection, uh, yeah. even if it's not your language. Yeah, you do know? not um, don't don't settle. Yeah, don't settle. Know your worth. Know mm. know what you want. Communicate what you want and how you want it, and eventually you'll you'll be able to find something that you can live and grow with. Right. Okay. Otherwise, okay. we'll just you know be sixty year old people with cats and dogs and. Yelling at kids to stay off our lawn. Oh God! <laughs> Hope it never gets to that point. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Justin? Uh, let's go ahead and put a button on this. Let's bring us home, my man. <laughs> Just want to highlight Misty, my man. Chris is single. <laughs> if you're listening, you know, throw that out there. That's but um, yeah, at the same time, like you said, uh, just make sure that person is, I guess, emotionally available and actually available for a relationship. I think that's going to play uh, a part in it, too. And then also, uh, like I said, just if that person is ready to settle down and stuff like that, I think these are I think this conversation is easier to approach with someone that's actually looking for a future versus someone that's maybe looking for fun. So I think once you can kind of decipher from that, um you should, uh, you know, go along that way. Like, I know, like, I looked her up on Facebook. She's actually, like, a pretty pretty looking uh, woman. So uh, she shouldn't have no problem out there finding nobody. So she just got to, um, you know, hold her ground, you know, and just go out there and be and look for exactly what she wants. And if the dude ain't doing it, hey, you got to go, homie. Next. Got to keep it moving. Got to. Uh, yeah, I pretty much... I'm in agreement with all three of you guys. I think, uh, Missy, keep communicating your love language and do it as soon as possible, as early as possible. It sounds like you're extremely willing to, to compromise and adjust. Uh, but if that person is, isn't even attempting to adapt and adjust and be flexible, I think you just might have to cut your losses. I think that's something that you've already been doing. And so I applaud you on that because, you know, you both are adults. And like I said earlier, time is of the essence and time is extremely limited. So I would, you know, beseech you to, you know, keep expending your energy into something else or someone else. You know, I, I think that's probably the advice that I would like to impart with or have you impart with so that you could, um, you know, keep growing. So, fellas, I think I think this was a really good one. I don't think we've talked about uh, love and relationships yet. So, uh, I'm sure that there will be plenty more rounds of these type of topics. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the four of us. I mean, we're not relationship experts or gurus, but we'll try our best to help help you navigate through your love life and relationships. But you know, please go ahead and and submit your questions to 
our social media handles. Uh, we're both we're all on Facebook along with Instagram at Men of the Year Pod, or feel free to email us. I know you you'll uh, be able to hear that at the beginning of the, of each and every episode. But should you forget right now, Men of the Year Pod at yahoo.com that's where you can check us out if you have any questions so feel free to do that and we will try to help you out as much as possible maybe we'll talk about it within 10 minutes or maybe we can make an entire episode out of it so with that being said we are the men of the year your mama's favorite group of men till next time peace men of the year men of the year men of the year men of the year 